I got into a car accident, no it wasn't I was parked in my brother's fucking car, bitch Car accident, no it wasn't I was parked in my brother's fucking car, bitch And this guy, he backed his car into mine Fuck that guy, drive better next time And this guy, he backed his car into mine Fuck that guy, drive better next time Backing into my car Backing into my car Backing into my car Backing into my car Alright, I did a bunch of shows You can call me a comedy hoe Alright, I did a bunch of shows You can call me a comedy hoe I'll fuck your bitch if you give me the chance I don't know where this is going Dick in my pants Alright, what the fuck is up? Uh, it's just me, my nigga. And I got a bunch of energy. I'm all over the place. I'm rattled, to be honest. Welcome to Black Zeuster Podcast, Season 3, Episode 12. It's just me in the studio today. Um, I guess I gotta stick with tradition. What is a Simpsons reference? This one's just gonna be for me. What's my one of my favorite... Honestly, one of my favorite Simpsons references, I've said it on the show already, is Woozle Wazzle. I say this fucking phrase about 20 times a day. Woozle wazzle. Guess where it's from. Don't worry, I'll wait. I'll pause the podcast for 30 minutes right now for you to figure this out. Let's go. I'm not waiting that long. Woozle wazzle's from I Didn't Do It, the Bart Simpson episode where he was working for Krusty the Clown. Bruh. Bruh. I don't know where to start. I hope y'all are doing all right. You know what I mean? As I'm looking into this camera, I'm I'm reaching through the lens and just just touching you. It is a little touch. Little touch. Bruh. So I did about seven shows this weekend in three days. Very happy. I could have done nine to ten if I wasn't a human being. The only problem is, is I'm a human being and I don't teleport. I had the opportunity to do ten shows. And I feel flipping amazing about that. That's how I feel. All right? I feel lit. Okay? Just now, today, removed from the weekend. I'm recording this on Monday. Probably should have recorded this on the weekend, but I was too busy riding the high of my shows. I had an audition to record. Got all that shit done. I thought, you know... I thought I had my day figured out today. I had a little uh, allergy uh, specialist appointment. I went to my specialist appointment. And when I get there, I park my car on uh, the street. There's some side parking there on the street. There's, uh, you know, like just curbside parking, one that you pay the, the toll for. I park my car in an empty spot. It's right on the corner, okay? There's a minivan, like two to three car lengths ahead, but on the street. Okay, just just stopped on the street. No brake lights on, no turn signal, nothing. Like two, three car lengths ahead of me. I'm already in the spot. I'm parked. My car is parked. This motherfucker honks at me and then starts backing his minivan up into my car. This fucking, bruh, bruh, this guy backed into a parked car and he gets out of his car don't forget that he honked at me 
okay? I pulled into the spot. He honks. My assumption is, is that this guy's waiting for that parking spot, which it looks nothing like that, okay? It looks nothing like that. He's two, three car lengths ahead in the middle of the street with no turn signal on, no brake lights on, which means he was in park, okay? That's fucking bonkers. And I had been in that spot for at least like 30 seconds to a minute before he did anything. And then he decides to honk at me. And then like a minute to two minutes after that, he decides to start just backing into my car. And then he gets out of his car and tells me he didn't see me. My nigga, fuck. You're lucky, I, bro. You're lucky I'm a hippie, man. I started cussing this guy out though immediately. And you know what made me sad? Is this nigga's Ethiopian, bro. What the fuck? I'm yelling at my own people in the middle of the street. So it just looks like a family squabble. <laughs> this nigga dented my, my driver's side fender to the point where when I open my driver's side door, it does not compute. The car is just like, I only know 30 degrees, no longer 90. My door doesn't open all the way. I'm mad. But I'm also really lit because I did all these shows. So how can I be? Where is the anger? Also, I'm looking at this autograph from Mike Epps on my wall. That makes me happy. You know what I mean? Also, that Chappelle vinyl that's on my wall. That also makes me happy. I'm just going to stare at those a little bit more. You know what I mean? I'll superimpose a picture of them into the podcast if you're watching on video. If you're not, I described these on the last episode, I think. Uh, where my homie King Frog was on. That's when they first went up on the set. But shout outs once again to Lou and B, the fantastic uh, Dynamo power couple of 27 Collective uh, for, for getting me that copy of Chappelle 824 on vinyl. That's a beautiful damn vinyl. Damn. And then shout outs to my boy uh, for hooking that Mike Epps autograph up. Holy shit. That came through multiple channels. So thank you to everyone that was involved in making that happen. Bro, I love, love, love Mike Epps. As a comedian, as an actor, I haven't met him in person, but I'm sure he's he's pretty dope if you guys are cool. He seems like he's a nigga, you know what I'm saying? So if he doesn't fuck with you, he seems like one of those types that just won't fuck with you. But that's cool. That's fine. You know what I mean? I don't like this whole idea of people meeting their celebrities and then them turning out not to be the exact image they've had of them in their head. So then all of a sudden the celebrity's a piece of shit. I'm like, bro, you're a random ass person walking up to a celebrity. So maybe they're not entitled to treat you the best. Who knows what they're like. They're also a human being. They're dealing with shit. But if there's multiple stories like that, chances are you're a piece of shit celebrity. So, you know, don't forget the people that made you. I, I fucking love Mike Epps, bro. Obviously Friday is where it all stems from. Um, but his stand-up, I think, is some of the most underrated stand-up uh, today. Like, if you're, if you're going to watch a comedy special, uh, watch only one mic. It's on Netflix, so it's easy to access. Uh, if you're going to do a little digging or you're going to try and find something online, look up Underrated Never Faded. That is one of my all-time, if not my all-time favorite comedy special. Outside of my, my goats, my five, because I don't even categorize them as as the others you know what i mean the people that make me up as as a as a comedian and as a person that helped shape my sense of humor growing up those guys it's not a mount rushmore because mount rushmore is four 
These are five, okay? I've already given you the list. You can go dig through the episodes if you want to find out more. But those guys are counted separately. Mike Epps, though, if it wasn't a five thing, like, it, I feel like his humor definitely shaped my later years. Um, I, I was watching Mike Epps when I was young, but it, it didn't really shape my humor, I would say. But I see the most of myself in, in him, if that makes sense. He reminds me most of myself as a human being. Like his mannerisms, the way he just, his demeanor, you know what I mean? Even the way he chooses to act is like, like, look at how I do these. Like, he's goofy like this. You know what I'm saying? I fucking love Mike Epps. All right, let's do it right now. Let's do a Friday recap. Let's do, because he wasn't in the first Friday. He was in Friday after next. Let's see if I can do a quick uh, Friday after next deep dive. What happens in that movie? So Friday after next. This is what happens in Friday after next. Okay. So the movie starts off with a recap of the first Friday. And if you remember the first Friday, just a short recap. Essentially, Debo, the neighborhood bully, gets knocked the fuck out by Ice Cube. And uh, so now the next movie is starting. And the next movie is starting. Um, wait, sorry, let me go back to Friday. At the end of Friday, Debo goes to jail, okay? So now it's next Friday. And Debo's getting out of jail today. And so uh, Craig, who's um, Ice Cube's character, his dad, Pops, is like, yo, fuck this shit. I don't want you to be here. You're not safe. I'm going to ship you off to your cousin's house. You'll stay with your uncle and your cousin uh, who won the lottery, okay? They won, they, they won millions in the lottery, and they're rich, so now they live in the suburbs. His cousin is played by Mike Epps. Day-Day! And that's actually what the vinyl cover is. It's a, it's a cookie strain, which is a weed company. It's a LP. And they just signed, uh, signed Mike Epps to a deal. So Mike Epps has a new strain of weed through cookies called Day-Day, which is pretty dope. So Day-Day, now Craig gets to Day-Day's house. They get an introduction. They haven't seen each other in a while since the last family reunion or fucking cookout or whatever the fuck. Ice Cube meets the neighbors uh, via this sexy ass uh, Spanish Spanish girl who's leaving her house. And then it turns out she's got three fucking crazy, crazy Spanish brothers uh, named uh, Joker, uh, Baby Joker, and Little Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and literally it's like a big spanish dude a medium spanish dude and a little like cholo motherfucker and they got a dog and the dog fucking chases ice cube after um after baby joker six him on ice cube because he's talking to his sister he's like yo i i don't like that eh yo chico and then he sends the dog after him now the fucking dog's chasing ice cube ice cube's running back across the street to his cousin's uh cousin's house where um the bmw that his cousin owns is in the driveway and he jumps on top of the BMW, and the dog is trying to jump up on top of the BMW. Ice Cube gets his belt and starts fucking smacking the dog. And uh, and now, Day Day is also on the roof of the car, and they're both fucking trying to get away from this dog. And then they finally, uh, they call the dog back, because uh, it got hit. Uh, the actual dog didn't get hit, but in the movie, they made it look like that, okay? Calm down. Um, so then the baby Joker calls the dog back, and... Uh, Day Day's fucking beamers all damaged and shit. Uh, also, after this, 
they go back in the house. They smoke weed. Craig's introduced to his uncle's girl, who's a fucking freak, and she starts licking like his neck and shit. <laughs> and then his uncle's like, "There's only two rules in my house: keep your hand out of my weed and out of my sugar bowl." You hear what I'm saying to you? He tells his he tells him to not smoke his weed and to not fuck his girl. So that's pretty much all right. Then we're done. Now, day days. Um, Day Day's girlfriend shows up to the house, but Day Day's getting ready for work, so he doesn't know that that she's here. Craig is downstairs. He's smoking weed with his uncle and his uncle's girlfriend. They're smoking weed. Day Day's girl pulls up to the front of the house with her uh, sister, or was it just her? It was just her. It was just her. So Day Day's sister pulls up, pregnant, and starts keying his BMW. Craig sees this. He's like, "Yo, Day Day." He tells Day Day to come downstairs. He's like, some crazy girl's key in your car. Day Day runs up. Yo, my, my car, my car, my car. I got a restraining order on you. He has a restraining order on this pregnant girl. The girl says that the baby is Day Day's. Day Day is like, fuck that shit. It's not mine. And he tries to fucking give her the restraining order. And then she pepper sprays him. So he's like, pimp down, pimp down. And he's on the ground. And then his dad comes out and sprays the hose on his fucking eyes. And Craig's like, yo, that's too much water. And his and his uncle's like, nah, man, in 20 minutes. I've been spraying, I've been spraying many times before. It takes 20 minutes. So Day Day's outside for 20 minutes spraying down fucking shit. His car's all keyed up. That girl leaves. Uh, that's not resolved, okay? Uh, so then we go back in the house. I really do know this movie very well because this is fucking beat for beat. I'm going to have to start skipping some steps because this is, this is really detailed. You guys might as well just watch the fucking movie. Just turn this on with the movie and uh, it'll be like a commentary. You know what I mean? That'll be, <laughs> that'll be fun. Let me adjust this lighting. Ooh, yeah. I just adjust the lighting on the fly, baby. Yeah. All right. I'm going to adjust the other light too. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, 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 did I just get up and adjust the light? Oh, my God. Did I just put more lighting on me? Maybe. Maybe. All right, back to back to next Friday. So now Craig goes upstairs. Day Day's rinsed off that fucking shit from his eyes. He's getting ready for work again. He was like, why the fuck you ain't helped me when she was out there? And then he starts explaining the story of uh, who this girl is. He's like, that's not my baby. I met her, and uh, we hooked up. And then, like, the next weekend or whatever, she comes and says, like, I'm pregnant. It's like, but the timing of it, I forget the exact story, but the timing of it obviously didn't line up to where Bebe clear, Dede is clearly not the kid's father, okay? But it doesn't matter because this bitch needs a baby daddy to take care of this baby, okay? She doesn't give a fuck who it is. It's going to be Dede if, if she has her way. And then he starts telling Craig about her sister, Baby D. Now, this is not just the funniest scene of the whole movie to me. This is like one of the funniest scenes in movies ever to me. He starts describing how he has a restraining order on the girl and her sister, Baby D. His cousin, Craig, played by Ice Cube, is like, you got a restraining order on a little girl named Baby D? And then Mike Epps, Day Day, he's like, you don't know Baby D. That's why you're looking at me like that, because you don't know Baby D. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> the way he describes this girl, she's like, eh. she's like, uh, how, dude, bro, I really should have watched this scene before I did this episode. I didn't know I was going to be doing this, okay? I'm going to try my best. He's like, you don't know Baby D. That's why you're looking at me like that, because you don't know Baby D. She, This bitch knows all about the bootleg snacks before they even hit the streets. 
And then he starts talking about, one time she told me, Twinkie's got a new cupcake coming out. It's a bad motherfucker. When you bite into it, cream filling shoot all in your mouth. Glitter. <laughs> Yo. When you bite into it, cream filling shoots all in your mouth. Pause. Glitter. The delivery of that fucking line is what put Mike Epps in like the very top of the top for me in comedic actors. Just just that line, just for whatever reason, made me notice that nigga more. And so I watched all of his movies since then. I've watched all his stand-up specials. I, I fucking love that. I've seen him live in Toronto. And uh, one day I will be opening for that, man. Who knows? Maybe even more. You know what I mean? But... um. Fucking, there's so much more to that movie. There's Pinky's, there's Pinky scene where he finally gets to work and then he's working at this record shop named Pinky's and then an African nigga played by Michael Blackson walks into the record shop. He's like trying to return the CD. He's like, what is this? What is this? I can't get jiggy with this shit. And he's trying to return the CD. The CD has like a crack in it. It's like missing a piece. He's like, I don't have, no, I don't have the receipt. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, bruh. Bruh, that movie is so good. I'm not even going to do the rest. It's, it's just... Uh, watch it if you haven't already sure watch the first friday but i'm talking about next friday so watch that motherfucker right there it gives you the recap of the first movie right in the beginning and look i'm already back to forgetting that i got into a fucking fender bender earlier today i was parked bro i was parked how do you hit a parked car man i was so mad bro he took me out of my calmness it's been such a beautiful day, too. The day started off so great. I was early to my appointment. Fuck. How do you back in to a parked car that you honked at to move, and then also when you get out of your car, you say, I didn't see you? Bro, you deserve a dropkick to the chest. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't... It's too much, bro. It's too much. I'm so, I'm just so upset. I don't know what to say. Now I'm talking like an Italian lady. It's a too much. I don't like. A manj, a manj. Bro, I went through like 80 different emotions. I don't know. Uh, I think it's worse because my car was parked. I played zero parts in this accident. Like, that is so frustrating. I'm a fucking baller ass driver my record is spotless how the fuck are you gonna hit a parked car bro <gasps> mortal combat that's what i want to do and then just bicycle kick this nigga like 80 times in the chest i would have loved that but again old habisha man that's probably gonna be me in my future minus the car hitting part hopefully hopefully i'm not just backing into random ass parked cars it's odd though because I did feel a type of way when I figured out that he was he was my people. <laughs> it's like I started yelling at him less. Mostly because he might know my mom. I don't know. This nigga might go to the same church or some shit. I don't I don't know, bro. Ethiopian community is very tight knit. So if I don't know him or my mom doesn't know him, my mom knows someone that knows him and it's like 6 degrees of separation. And I don't want to getting back that I'm like cussing this dude out in the middle of the street. Although it was deserved. It's really funny, too, because he was very, like, apologetic. He obviously knew what he did. I don't even think he believed or meant to say that he didn't see me. 
Because he very clearly did. He honked at me, which is an aggressive move. How the fuck, bro? He was very nice and polite. Damn, man. Damn, man. Now I got to deal with the insurance headache and all this shit. Well, well, you know what? This is minor problems. You know what I mean? Bombs are dropping around the world. Um, By the way, if you're trying to be informed about this Ukraine-Russia situation, also understand that the day that Russia invaded Ukraine, America dropped 33 bombs on Somalia. So, I mean, if you want to start, you know, also be vocal about that. Be vocal about everything. Can we stop cherry-picking? It's getting very weird, bro. It's getting very weird. Everybody is really just cherry-picking, not even cherry-picking what to, what to root for. It's It's literally like... It's frustrating because you get called conspiracy theorists and all this shit forever and ever and ever, but then you literally just watch this shit play out. It's so funny to see my Instagram feed or my social media feeds now and everybody, without really fully understanding what is going on, is all on the the side of the story that I see on the newspapers when I walk by when I walk by the the little box on the street when I'm flick on the news just to see what the hell they're telling us on our local news. It's like that headline. It's no actual knowledge or even attempt at digging into the real truth. Everybody's taking shit at face value nowadays, and that's not good. That's not a good thing. You should always be on the side of people. Fuck governments. What's happening to the people of Ukraine is god-awful. But also, the citizens of Russia are really the only ones that are being affected by the sanctions. So, it's all fuckery, bro. All these governments are just doing their own shit, okay? And the people are the ones that ultimately end up suffering. Now, you need to really educate yourself. This is the time to really start educating yourself. Start becoming familiar with other sources of information. Start challenging your own narratives. Not necessarily because you believe that you're so in the, like, that you you could be wrong, but at least challenge it to know what your opposition thinks and to just be more clear in your own stance. How about that? What the hell is going on, bro? How are you going to cherry pick this war and then completely ignore what is happening all around the world in Syria, in Libya, in Palestine, in all these places that involve people that are not blonde and blue-eyed. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I wouldn't even be that specific about shit, but there's literally been, like, 30 news stories where I've seen legitimate, like, BBC and shit, where the actual uh, news anchor or the, the person on the street, the reporter, is literally describing the situation as if, well... This is different because they literally said, one of these guys literally said, they're blonde and blue-eyed. What the fuck? It's different because they're white? Because they're European? How about you suck a big fat dick, my nigga? You're either going to be on the side of people or you're going to finally start to understand that all these stances that you happen to change out of every week with the new fucking narrative are clearly not your actual stance. They're pumped into your fucking brain. And then you you think that you're informed because you take it in from an official news source. 
bro, CBC, Canada's main, main government-funded news organization, CBC, just, just got caught again and had to backtrack on an article twice now for misinformation regarding articles that they were putting out during the Freedom Convoy that was happening in Ottawa. By the way, no mention of any convoys anywhere around the world, which they are happening all over the world. Uh, like they they pick and choose, bro. They pick and choose because there's narratives that need to be in place, and we always have to have some sort of conflict to keep us from healing ourselves and each other together, our communities. And our community, if you're not in Ukraine or you don't have people directly related to Ukraine, not saying you shouldn't care, but that's not your direct community. And you can find a way to help that direct community. Do that. Don't just start pumping out fucking articles, pumping out opinions, shaming people. There's so much shaming that's been happening during, during the pandemic. So much shaming because you did something with your body, so now everybody else has to. It's really fucking odd. It's really odd. And if you don't think it is, then fuck. Like, I don't even know where to begin with that. You know what I mean? It's so much. It's so much. I'm going to get back to being on the fucking woo gravy train of I just did seven shows. I could have done nine or ten. Yeah. And I got more shows coming up, baby. I'm going to fucking plug away at the end of this. I'm going to get into the polls right now because um, I was so I was so hype off of um, coming back from the shows last night that I got on my Instagram and I did the poll a little earlier than normal. I set it off. And the question this week was, uh, was a video question. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but let's see. Yo, this week's poll question. Have you ever or are you currently following your passion in life? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Are you currently or have you ever followed your passion? I actually reversed that. It's have you ever or are you currently following your passion in life? And obviously, as a comedian, you do seven to ten shows in the span of three days you're lit. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you feel like you're on your path. And after this pandemic, coming back out of it, now I'm starting, we're all finally starting to see the light again. And it's such a beautiful moment. And I just thought to ask the question. And you know what's fucking awesome? The poll isn't, the poll isn't done running as of right now. But it's a landslide. And the majority of people, it's 91% to 9%. The majority of people have or are currently following their passion in life. And I fucking love that so much. I love that so much. And if you don't currently know what your passion is or if you're in the midst of trying to figure it out, if you feel lost, don't be hard on yourself. If if anything, the answer is already within you. You just haven't asked yourself the right questions yet. Think about what you just love doing naturally in life. What you would be doing if you didn't have to work. And if you can't think of that, just start asking yourself daily. Some Start reflecting more. Start just trying to poke and prod without judgment. That's the biggest thing. That's what leads people to um, like self-doubt and, and anxiety and all this shit is when they start to judge where they feel like they should be. 
compared to where they are. Don't fucks with that, bro. Like, your path is your path. This is some pure hippie shit, but it's real as fuck. Your path is your path, and when you come to what you're supposed to come to, it will be the right time. And it can't happen any sooner than that. But if you do know what your passion is and you haven't tried and you're and you're discouraged or you're stuck in a cycle of obviously eat, sleep, work, repeat, like the, you know, that shit that'll send you to a midlife crisis, don't fret because there's always a way forward even through that. It's just a matter of being honest with yourself and and creating that time and space for you to be able to maneuver if you have a nine to five make sure that five to nine is spent fucking doing something that will help progress your life move you forward in the direction that you're trying to go and even if you are fucking exhausted man you go home and you just want to relax and watch tv or whatever bro think about what is worse how you feel right now knowing that you want more or want better or want different and, and like that feeling in and of itself is, is garbage. It sucks, but it's not necessarily enough to actually push you to do it. You got to find your own drive to, to make you want to do this shit. But think of what's worse, bro. If you look down the road, five, 10, 20, 30 years, and, and you think about the regret that you will you will live with, you will live with having not given yourself a real opportunity, not even to go all the way with it, turn it into a hobby, start something with it, start something with it because you never know where it might go or what it might open your eyes to. Just fucking, just do that shit for yourself and no one else. Find a way. If you're tired after work, find a way, get a little bit of relaxation. You know what actually helps me? Because I really struggle with that one. I really struggle with 9 to 5, 5 to 9, especially having done comedy for 10 years. Like, there's been so many times. There's been times where I just straight up quit my jobs and just ran with it. But I have a standard of living that I like and I want to maintain. So, like, I'm just, I'm just more comfortable or I've, I've had the real conversation, real sit-downs with myself. I'm like, okay, as miserable as day jobs might be making me, how much more miserable will I be like really being a starving artist? Because I don't necessarily think that you need to be that starving artist to that extent to, to, to find that drive and, and focus and push. You can find it. You just got to do a little extra work. But when you, when you don't have anything to fall back on, you, you literally are just, fu it's like a fucking rocket strapped to your back. You will find ways to make money when you when it's literally sink or swim. If it comes to paying your rent and getting food in your belly, you'll figure it out. Um, hopefully. I mean, you know, not everybody does. But, but yeah, that's how I feel about that shit, man. That's how I feel about that shit. I think I'm going to keep this episode light just because it's me. You know what I mean? We'll be back next week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in a, a comedian next week. So we're going to start doing more guests in-house. Uh, right now, I'm going to do some fucking house cleaning. I got a bunch of shows coming up, and this episode is coming out. Uh, let me look at my calendar here. It will be out on Wednesday the 16th. These shows that I'm promoting right now will be for Thursday the 17th and Saturday the 19th. Uh, I will also have a show on Monday the 21st. 
chances are I don't have it solid in my calendar right now for the Friday, uh, Friday the 18th and Sunday the 20th. But chances are I will also have shows those days. If you follow me on my Instagram, my social media is aka Black Zeus. I post all my shows there. I post clips, all that stuff. Um, so definitely give me a follow. And um, you're going to be up to date on all that shit. But as of right now, let's do some house cleaning. This Thursday, I will be at No Agenda Comedy in Toronto. These are all Toronto comedy shows. I will be at No Agenda Comedy, put on by my boy uh, Dee's Laughs. It, it, it is at um, The Cottage on Dundas, I believe. On Dundas Street and I want to say Ossington, but you know, it's at fucking, it's at 876 Dundas Street West. How about that? No Agenda Comedy this Thursday at 8 p.m. at The Cottage, 876 Dundas Street West. Then on Saturday, moving to Saturday, I will be headlining uh, the Colored Only Comedy Show. It's name only, okay? It's an ethnic comedy show with all ethnic comics. I will be headlining that at um, 9 o'clock, I do believe, or 8 o'clock. It's, it's on my fucking social media. The sh doors are at 7. The show starts at 8. So I will be headlining that. Um, but um, um, And that is at 254 Lansdowne Ave. It is a basement show. Again, all these are posted on my social media right now. Uh, also this Saturday, me and my boy Paul Thompson. You've been hearing me talk about it a little bit here and there. We are starting our show. It is right now a weekly midnight show on Saturday. So every Saturday at midnight at the Back Room Comedy Club, which is at 814 Bloor Street West in Toronto. Every Saturday at midnight, me and Paul Thompson will be fucking wrecking house. It is midnight mass. Definitely come with a confession. <laughs> it is going to be I'm so excited to get this shit started Paul is one of my closest closest friends and brothers in this shit and um, and we both believe in God and we're like one of the few that are vocal and open about it in the scene so it, it only makes sense if we're going to be doing a show uh, on midnight on a Saturday we call it midnight mass and don't worry it's not going to be all fucking like hokey and shit. It's not like we're trying to convert you or whatever. We're just some niggas that believe in God, bro. That's it. We're not even pushy about it. We're not, you know. You believe in Superman and Batman. I believe in God. You know, I've done psychedelics. What are you gonna tell me, nigga? I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen some shit. Um, and Monday, Monday, March twenty first at eight p.m. I am returning to Comedy Bar, one of the premier comedy venues in Toronto. Uh, Toronto. I'm saying it like a tourist. One of the premier comedy venues in Toronto. I haven't been there in a while. So I, I love performing there and I'm not there too often. And that is put on by the gem of a human being, the Italiano, the Italian Stallion, the Butcher, Lenny Corrado. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Lenny the Butcher. Uh, the show is called What's Your Beef? And he's a actual butcher, is his day job. So it'll be that'll be another another fun um Another fun one to look forward to. I'm so excited, man. Comedy is back in a legit way. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this real quick before I get into the theme and get out of here. I am so pleased. As, uh, you know, I've been in this for 10 years now. So I'm becoming um, 
I'm becoming in like I've become a name in in the scene here. You know what I mean? Not necessarily that I see myself as an OG or whatever, but it's really funny coming back from the pandemic. How many new comics I've met, and how many of them would be like, "Yo, you're Black Zeus. You're a legend." Da da da. And it's just it, it's a beautiful feeling. I feel like it's the first time where I realize I'm like, oh, I'm an actual fucking. I'm be, I'm like an OG to some people. And um, how many comics have come back out of this pandemic like f 10 times funnier, bro? 10 times funnier, bro. I'm so pleased. Like everybody is hungry. Everybody's been writing. Most people. I still see a lot of comics talking that old shit. And that is just whack to me. I don't know how you're going to be a comic, especially if you've been in it for years and years. And you're still saying jokes from like the beginning of your shit. Just because you found a way to say them better, I'm like, bro, what the fuck is that? Not to judge, but I'm judging. Come on, say some new shit. Um, I want to give a big shout out, big shout out to uh, to my boy Abbas Wahab. Uh, he runs the Immigrant Section podcast. He is an up and coming comic. Uh, he's been around for a few years now. This dude's hustle and and just dedication to the craft, bro. I'm so proud of this guy. Um, definitely gave his podcast a listen to the immigrant section. I've been on there a couple times, so there's some really good episodes and conversations. We're going to do a little cross up podcast promotion. He might actually be the one I bring on next week, but he just got uh, booked for the Winnipeg comedy festival. It is his first festival. It is a televised festival. And I just want to give congrats to that nigga right there. Give him his roses. He's been working his ass off and it is super earned. He is so funny and it's fun, bro. I really have watched these guys like start from nothing and become like hilarious. The other guy I'm gonna mention right now was pretty much a boss's like partner in crime. These guys started together. They've done a lot of shit together, but bro, this guy, from where he was as a comic on stage before the pandemic to what he's been doing lately, Max Sheldrick. Shout us to you, my man. This I did shows with him all weekend. Every show I did this weekend somehow was lined up with him. Uh so we were like two four so we did six shows together F fucking murdering murdering and talking about really fucking just just he figured it out man he figured it out and i just want to give you your props too max this guy also filmed me backstage at one of our shows and he made like a whole movie trailer fucking instagram post about it it's so funny bro it's so funny and um it's, it'll be posted on my thing, but also Max Sheldrick is uh, his name, so you can find him on social media. And with that, let's do the theme, baby. Let's do the theme, baby. Hey. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that. I always, I always go low. Let's go back to that high. That high, hey, is low. <laughs> that was fucking garbage. Hey, it's Hand Dog. I got into a car accident. No, it wasn't. I was parked in my motherfucking car, bitch. And this guy, he backed his car into mine. Fuck that guy. Drive better next time. Uh-uh. Backing into my car. Backing into my car. Friday after next has a guy named Mike Epps. He plays a character named Day Day. And his signature is on my wall today. Whoop doop 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 doop. All right, I did a bunch of shows. I guess you could call me a comedy hoe. I'll fuck your bitch if you give me the chance. I, I don't know where this is going. Dick in my pants. Woo! <laughs> 
You know, on that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Sister Podcast, Season 3, Episode 12. Um, I'll be back next week. I love y'all, and uh, hopefully my car will be fixed. Peace, peace. Hey, you ten dog. Hey, you ten dog. I got into a car accident. No, it wasn't. I was parked in my brother's fucking car, bitch. Car accident. No, it wasn't. I was parked in my brother's fucking car, bitch. And this guy, he backed his car into mine. Fuck that guy. Drive better next time. And this guy, he backed his car into mine. Fuck that guy. Drive better next time. Backing into my car. Backing into my car. Backing into my car. Backing into my car. Alright, I did a bunch of shows. You can call me a comedy hoe. Alright, I did a bunch of shows. You can call me a comedy hoe. I'll fuck your bitch if you give me the chance. I don't know where this is going. Dick in my pants.